0: So we're gonna learn something together now about the whole Sugya of Nitzayra. And even though it's a little bit out of order, we'll have to see, make a determination whether or not we go back to learning Shabbos on a consistent basis or we choose something else. But for now, I wanted to learn this piece this idea together. Say, it's an idea that I think is a beautiful idea. And it really has to do with the whole concept of Matsira. You know, the Shlach other says that tzara'as is not leprosy. It's not a physical disease. It's a spiritual disease that continues to happen to us consistently when we speak Lashon Hara. It's, it's something that he says happens to the, the nefesh and the ruach of a person, it's just that during certain times in our history, when we were, we had a Kayan Gondol and we had a base Amikdash and we had uh, enough of a spiritual and physical material world alignment, when those things were aligned together enough, then the body was able to experience the physical manifestation of the spiritual disease. And that of course was at a time when we, uh, lived in in a spiritual state that was much higher than we have today. And um, nevertheless, what the Shlach is teaching us is that it's an important thing to recognize that tzaraas is not something that has gone away. It's just there isn't a physical manifestation of it. Perhaps, perhaps, if we think of the devastation that Lashon Hara causes, perhaps we might tune in a little bit to, to see this, the, the quote unquote spiritual malady of, of Lashon Hara. So I don't want to get into necessarily um, a conventional discussion about Lashon Hara. I want to share an idea that, that I had about Lashon Hara. Part of this idea, I think I've heard from, from my Rebbe or my Weinberger or my Schweinberger, but just to put this together, in a certain way, the concept of lashon hara certainly has been covered well um, by all the leaders of our generations. So I, I'm not I'm not uh, necessarily adding anything new. But the concept of lashon hara, just for us, for our sake, for our understanding, doesn't just mean speaking negative about someone. It doesn't just mean speaking about someone. The concept of Lashonara is really a deep attitude towards life. It's a question of attitude towards life. We've said this a bunch of times in different ways. The difference between Toiv and Ra, between good and evil, are not equal. They're not equal opposites of each other. If we think about it the way the of way Tzaddik and the Maral explain Toiv comes from the world of emes. Goodness comes from the world of emes. Ra comes from the world of sheker. If we think of things in terms of emes or sheker, of truth and, and falsity, truth is very narrow. Whatever's true is true. Sheker, shakranas, falsity, the world of imagine, the world of imaginative fantasy, that really is not part of the dream world of reality. The world of sheker of shakranas of falsity is very wide. If I'm sitting here right now, then I'm here, but I'm also not a trillion other places. So it would be a lie to say that I am in any of the trillion other places that I am not, right? But the truth is right here. So, you know, the Gemara says that, uh, that a, a tzaddik has to live in a way where um, he has to feel that there's like a uh, swords that are swinging near his body about to, about to chop him up. That's how careful a tzaddik has to live. He has to live kukhuta saira. The Gemara says that uh, that uh, that Hashem judges at tzadik Kakuta sira. The pasuk pshata of that means is is that the the truth is is kind of a razor edge truth because whatever happens in reality is true. Those things that overstep the, the reality, they overstep the truth, meaning that are false, are completely completely trumped up, exaggerated, and Really take us into the world of oblivion. Toiv and Ra are extensions of Emes V'Sheker. Good and bad are extensions of Emes, emes and Sheker. Somebody asked me this week in shul. We say Toiv Hashem la Kol of Aval Toiv Hashem la Hashem is good to everything. Aval and his Rachamim extends to all the acts that he does. So the person wanted to. Uh, was asking me what what my thoughts were about the dis- the difference between tayfa shamlaka kal rakamaka what's the difference between the two um, maybe it should be the other way around maybe rakamaka and then it should say toy v'a- toy <clears throat> the basic the basic understanding of it i don't i, I think I, i've seen this um, explained good is without any evil Involved in it, we'll, we'll hopefully be able to explain what, what, what that means in the in the in this sheer. Toiv Hashem Lakol, Hashem gives goodness to everything Rachamim is when things are confused when there's a confusion between good and bad So Hashem takes Rachmanis on us <clears throat> In those ways in which we are a, 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 a Confused chaotic fragmented mess of good and bad of al Hashem takes rachamim on our actions. It's okay on His actions, but meaning Hashem takes rachamim even if we're not good, even if we are not deserving of Hashem's good, whatever that means. So Hashem still sends rachamim down to us. So the difference between Toiv and rachamim, between good and and mercy, is that good is pure. Mercy already is the, is when things are confused, when there's a uh, an unhealthy discombobulation or dysregulation between good and bad. Toiv, the word good, what is good in this world is when things are purely good. Now, the perfectionists in us are going to jump up and say, wow, that's, that's, that's really scary. Like, we can't be perfectly good. It's not possible. We can't be a perfectionist. So that can sound like it's it's a scary thing, but hopefully over the course of this year, we'll be able to distinguish better between the difference between Toiv and Ra, and hopefully be able to explain something about what is called and HaRa. So of course, we're gonna to go to two different pieces in Rabbi Nachman. The first piece is Teireish Pei Beis, known often as Azamra, as, as and we're gonna learn a few pieces a few lines from two different places in in Lekutim Da Rami starts off. Kitzarach Kal Adam We have to judge every person Lekafschus. Now, generally, we think Lekafschus means that we have to look at things that we see and we have to assume the best. A person's doing an avera. We have to assume that there's a, that there's maybe he's not really doing an avera. Maybe there's a real reason why he's doing it. That's the basic way we understand that. And I think as we grow up in life, we tend to become more realistic about the fact that people actually do bad things without positive intention. And so this mitzvah or this mida of being done, people, is sometimes hard to come by. So that's why we have to learn this Torah. It's such an important Torah. Even if a person is a rasha gamur. Even if the person it's not a matter of perception, it's actually true. Let's say the person is pure evil. Remindakun says, Vafil whoever is even a person who's a Roshagamur, Sarakl We have to search and we have to find within him Azama Atoy. We have to find some part of his existence that's good. In a Russia, then in that space, in that part of him, he's not a Russia. A person, Rabbi Nachman says, we have to don people a kavz And what does that mean? We have to, we have to find within other people some place that's good. We have to look and search and see and find and recognize and acknowledge within other people something about them that's good and through that act of finding something good within that person. Now, of course, it means if there's a way to interpret their actions as something good, we should we should do that too. It's not it's not rejecting that notion. Rabbi Nachman says the Indian of being done someone like Avsukos means to find within that person something good. she might say, by Vedan oisay lekavzchos, and that's to me. Those those four words are the words that I want to I want to address. Vedan oisay lekavzchos, and we judge that person to the side of zechos. Ayeidze malo oisay beemes lekavzchos, and through that, Rabbi Nachman says we raise that person the MS lekavzchos. So just to explain what these words mean, to be dan oisay lekavzchos, and ayeidze malo oisay beemes lekavzchos. To don means it doesn't just, it's not just enough, Rabbi Nachman says, to witness, acknowledge, and see good things in another person. But my job in life is to assess the essence of that person based on all the things that are good about them. It's not enough just to recognize something good. Goodness is not a token, mida that we recognize in other people. Goodness comes from the essence of that person. Badness, evil, does not come from the essence of a person. If you want to trace the roots back to where any good action, thought, behavior, attitude, experience in life comes from, it goes straight to the source and the core of what we are, that's our neshamas which are directly connected to Hashem. Anything good that takes place in this world comes directly from Hashem. But anything bad, anything that's negative, anything that's broken, that's fragmented, we cannot trace its source all the way back to Hashem. Now, it doesn't mean that it doesn't come from Hashem. Of course it comes from Hashem. But our experience of negativity If we were to trace the negativity backwards at some point at some point in trying to discover the root of that negative experience the negative experience gets flipped around into being something positive and then it gets traced back to hashem so this is a kind of a perhaps a confusing thing but let's say i experience some kind of negative character trait about myself and I want to know where that comes from. Where does that negative character trait come from? There are, one, there are one of two places where that negative trait can come from. It can either come from a part of myself that's not really very deeply connected with the essence of who I am, and it's simply just a mistake. In which case, if I can trace the roots of that negative character trait back to where it comes from, I can just eliminate it. I don't have to live with it. Or, there's something about that negative trait that in its roots are completely positive, and I can search and move myself all the way back and trace the roots of this negative experience all the way back to something positive, meaning that somehow my body interprets the signals of my neshama, misinterprets it, and tries to reach out into the world to express this good to nuah of my neshama, this good movement of my neshama, it tries to express it, it just doesn't know how to express it, so it expresses it in negativity, like craving, or boredom, laziness. Boredom and laziness, like I've said to you guys many times, boredom and laziness are two words I wish I can eradicate from the English language, from the psychological lexicon. Boredom doesn't mean anything. Boredom is the presence of anxiety. And laziness doesn't mean anything either. It's the presence of depression. It's an, a presence of an active movement to keep me depressed. If I want to understand what my hunger is about, why am I hungry at uh, 1030 at night? The answer is, is because I'm stressed and I don't know how to manage my stress. So my body interprets the stress into hunger. Why am I stressed? I'm stressed because I can't make sense of all the different things that are, that are piling up on my plate. So the stress is not really stress, it's just a difficulty in disorganization. My disorganization is not really disorganization. If I trace the roots back to disorganization, it comes from some sense of either a, a lack of awareness of how to organize myself or it comes from some sense of insecurity. I don't feel like I have mastery over my life, and so I don't really engage life to the fullest, so therefore I'm disorganized. These are examples of how to understand the negative aspects of my life. And the same thing would be true to the evils that happen to me. If I were to trace the evils that happen in my life back to where the roots that they come from, it's either one of two things. It's either that somehow Hashem made it, that he wanted me to experience a challenge in life in order for me to grow. That's one possibility, which means it's an assayon that I could learn from, or it could be something more devastating than that. Hashem gives me something in life. I have no idea what it's meant for. I have no idea where to find the meaning of it is. It's just simply that Hashem wants me to have this. I don't ask why. I don't need to know why. I'm simply able to experience it, tolerate it, turn back to Him, get the Nechama of being connected to Him, and move on with my life. There is no evil in this world that has in its roots connection to essence. That which it is, that which exists in life, that which is being in life, that which is soulful, has nothing negative about it. So, going back to this, Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman says, if you want to know what it means to don people schos, you have to search and find within him something that's good. V'dan schos, and then you, in your mind, you recognize that the essence of this person is the good things about him or her, not the bad things about him or her. The bad things about him or her are some perversion, some mistake, something that's gone wrong, but that's not really the essence of who they are. And through that, you're able to raise that person up, kafskus. That means somehow in Shemayim, the person receives more opportunity more uh, uh, leeway, Hashem is in, in Kaviyachol is somehow reoriented about that person, and now Hashem also starts to look more at the essence of that person. The Besn Shamala also looks more at the essence of that person and puts a little bit more on the side the negative attributes of that person's life. And then that person can have the capacity to do tshuva. So already, we're, we're going we're to skip now to, to a, a piece later on in Likuta Maran. But already, in, in, in the way that I'm reading this in Likuta Maran, we already start to see the difference between Toiv and Ra. Toiv doesn't just mean the good things about me. Yes, there are good qualities to me. And if you learn through the rest of this piece in Likuta Maran, it'll become much clearer. Toiv just, doesn't just mean the good things about me. Toiv means to live in a way in which the toiv leads. Toiv means that my attitude towards life is an attitude of being done life lekafshos. Good to live, good to live well. It means to have the right perspective on goodness versus evil, which perspective leads my life? Am I the skeptic, the sarcastic, nihilistic, fearful, insecure, frustrated, and angry person who sees every negative character trait, whose automatic experience of of things in life is negativity, and follows that, that automatic experience to see negative in the world, in which case, even the positive only goes so far as to complementing the negative, but it never overpowers the negative. That's one, pr- that's one way of living, which, which according to what we're saying would be to dan life lakaf Or I could live with the true awareness that truth, toiv, good, that leads the pack, That's much more of what reality is about. When I look into the world and I see the flowers and I see the trees blossoming and I see the sun come up, that takes more precedence, that is more real than all of the negative weights uh, that, that weigh on my shoulders, that within the stress I'm able to find gratitude and appreciation and experience the good things in life and work towards experiencing the good things of life as being much, much more real and essential to life, then even the evil, even the bad things in life will somehow get subsumed into the positive. So this is really, really the crux of 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 what what, what I would like to address. Because to be a Baal Lashon Hara means, there's, there's one way of saying it, which has to do with that you're speaking about people all the time, and, and what's that about? Why are you observing people all the time? But now we're going with a different mahalach. To be a Baal Lashon Hara means to live my life in a way where all I experience in life is the negative. That even when there's an irvuv, even when there's a confusion between good, when there's a mixture, I mean, between good and bad, I'm not able to pick the good out of the bad and say the good is essence, the bad is a mistake. When there's a confusion between the way good and evil operate in this world, when there's a, 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 an imbalance in how I perceive the relationship between good and evil, that's called being a Baal To be a Baal Lashon Hara means that the voices in my head, the language that I speak, the things that I speak about, the things that I see in this world, the attitudes I bring to this world is, I don't know, there's either good or there's evil. They could balance each other out. I I, I don't know. Yeah, sometimes life is bad, sometimes life is good. At at best, a Baal Lashon Hara can experience life with mediocrity. Of course, at worst, a Baal Lashon Hara can experience life at uh, living in a very nihilistic way, experiencing only the negative, being broken, being depressed, being b- with all different kinds of negative experiences. But to not be a Bala Hara, to experience the world, L'Kafz is to say, yes, it's true, life is hard. Yes, it's true, Hashem gives me all kinds of negative experiences. It's like, I don't, I get on my clients when they talk to me about questions of why. Why did Hashem do this? Why did Hashem do this? And I'll never understand why Hashem did this. And for many, many people, and I I respect them, for many, many people, their relationship with Hashem is based on the intellectual understanding of how things work in life. It's the way that they're kind of programmed to live life. Other people are programmed to live life much more emotionally and experientially. But for those people whose lives are much more run with with the intellect, I still... I still share with them that asking the question why of Hashem misses the boat, completely misses the boat. Hashem says, I'm going to give you negative experiences. Where are you going to turn? Are you going to turn towards me or are you going to turn away from me? The the endeavor of godliness in our lives has a lot more to do with relationship than it does to do with understanding. I don't need to understand my wife. I have to be close to her. I don't need to understand my children either. I have to be close to them. I don't need to understand in order to be close to. Hashem says, I am with you in, in all of the tzara, right? Tzara, tzaras, the Svarim explained. Tzara, I am with you in, in your tzaras. That's the question. The question is not how painful life is of course we need to go through stages of grieving when bad things happen to us and of course there are moments and periods and times and phases and experiences where we can't look at Hashem for sure but ultimately the question of Sarah of 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 living a life with challenges with negativity is not why did Hashem do this to me if we're asking, why did Hashem do this to me, and it's really anger towards Hashem, then express the anger. Don't ask the question, why? There is no question, why? There is only a question, can you make me feel better, Tati, Daddy, Abba, Melech, Malachi, Amlachim, Can you make me feel better? If I'm able to experience the toiv in life, and if I'm able to experience the good in life, then even when the negative things happen to me, I will not lose my connection to the fact that when I live my life, I have to search and find within life, something that's good. is teaching us, through finding the good things in life, and I'm able to internalize within myself, and switch my attitude from being a Baal Lashon Hara, from being a Baal Dan Oysel L'Kaf Choyf, and switch it to become a Dan Oysel through that, then the whole world is at my fingertips. Then even when the worst kinds of things happen to me, I'm able to go through it, come out on the other hand, on the other end and say, Hashem, I'm still connected to you. I still love you. I still want you. I still feel your love for me, even when you've taken me through the and drag me through the pits of hell. We're going to move on now to a much later piece, a much later part of this Taryn Lekutim says, of course, Rabbi Nachman goes through and he says a person has to don himself the kafschos. A person has to spend time being mechaya himself. Or herself, to inspire myself with all the good things about me. That means to take ownership over my successes, to take ownership over my goodness, to take over ownership over the the, the, the different uh, character traits about me that are that I should be proud of. That's not an easy thing to do. That takes a level of maturity, to own myself, to own the positives about myself and embrace the positives about myself and, and know how to allow those things to fill me up and be fulfilled by the positive things about myself, and not to live with emotional anorexia or the opposite, to be filled with with ego. So that's a big avoid, Rabbi Nachman says, is, uh, he says, a person has to go through life and they have to search and find and gather all of the good things that, that, that they have about themselves and gather them together, like you would gather... Uh, like you would gather, that Ramban doesn't say this series; he says he says it's in Torah. But like if a, if a person were to gather um, uh, bouquets of flowers, so be malakit, the good things in your life, make it. That's, sometimes it's got to be a conscious decision to make bouquets of flowers of good things. To continue to search for and find. Things that I can, that I'm happy about myself. Things that are good about me. Things I can be grateful about me and about and about people around me in the world. Through that, Rabbi Nachman says we make song. Like Rabbi Rabbi Nachman explains in Tanya Nundalid, to make song with 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 musical instruments. Rabbi Nachman says. Zemer, zemira, means to cut. To cut, that means to cut off the flowers out of the fields. To cut the good things about myself. To gather them together and to create instruments of song. The bouquets of, flower are, of flowers are instruments of song. They're musical instruments. Rabbi Nachman says, Kinegina de <Hebrew> Kedusha, Songs of holiness, songs of holiness are very high. You want to know what's a true song, Rabbi Nachman says. That happens, when a person's able to do barer, you're not allowed to take the, the, the bad from the good because if you take the bad from the good, you're you're you are giving way too much credence to the bad. You can take the good from the bad, but you can't take the bad from the good. If you take the bad from the good, what you're saying is that the bad has mamashas. The bad, the, bad, the bad is essential. So what does it mean to make a song, Rabbi Nachman says? Comes <speaking in Hebrew> by gathering all of the from within the evil guna Through that, a person makes song. Songs are made up of the notes of all the good things about me. All the musical notes that take place in this in, 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 in a in a song, they represent somehow, they represent all the good things about me. Every musical note. That's why song really is very soulful. <clears throat> There's a story that they say about the Balatanya. I've heard this in, in different ways at different times. One way that I heard this story was that the Balatanya once once came to a town where they they wanted to kind of pick on him and they wanted to uh challenge his his stature as a rov. And so they they lined up, all the people lined up in the town. They there was a Kabbalah's Panam and the people lined up and they they said to the Balatanya, okay, we're going to ask you a bunch of questions. That's the way, that's the way rabbis used to make money. They would go from town to town, they would answer Allah questions, and then the people of the town would give them a sum of money. So the story goes that they started to ask the Balatanya questions, and very quickly he realized that their whole purpose was just to was just to needle him. They were asking klutz kashas and kashas that weren't really um, of, of essence. And so At some point the balatanya stopped the proceedings and he said listen guys i know you have a lot of questions for me let's stop for a moment i want to teach you a song let's sing this song for a little bit and when you're finished when we're finished singing the song we'll we'll continue to address any of the questions you have and as the story goes the balatanya sat with them he taught them a song he showed them what it means to sing the whole room, the whole town started to sing together with them, and slowly slowly but surely, one by one, the town skeptics kind of broke down, and after a while, they were all singing together, and of course, at the end, they had no more questions. The power of a song, the experience of a song, of, an, of a nigun de Kedushah, Rabbi Nachman is saying here, is when a person could be malakate, all the good things in life, put that together experience life that way, express the good things in life as being essence, have an attitude and a recognition that goodness comes directly from my soul, goodness that happened to me come directly from Hashem. It's the bad things in life that sometimes need clarification because it, they confuse us. They can We can sometimes touch up our whole lives, tra- interpret our whole lives to be focused on the negative. So Menachem says... To sing a song means to be malakate and gather all the good things in my life. So we're going to move now to Tariq Gimel in L'Quta Meran. And Rabbi Nachman says like this, and now we'll, we'll, we'll bring it back to this whole Indian of, of, of the Mitzayra. He ne'er Nachman says, Mi she'shameha negina Whoever hears a song from a Russia." Russia, from a, a, a singer that's a Russia, which right away means from a person that creates notes out of the evil aspects of life, right? A person who's singing songs, but not the songs of the that there are in life, but he praises all the negative that there is in life. His life is lived. The managi in Russia is the person who's attempting to make music, but he's really just singing the songs. He's singing the praises of nihilism, of negativity, of brokenness. Kosh so says, "Whoever he says, whoever hears that song, kosh Eloi la'avodis habayrei, it's hard for him to serve Hashem. U kishishameh me'menagin kosh vahagin, when a person hears a song from an authentic singer, ozi toivloi, then it's good for him. Kamay shizbar, like I'm going to explain. Ki hinei, he says, kol hanagina namshachas menatsipayrin, the songs, the, the voice of songs, come from birds. In other words, the source of all gunim, the source of all songs, come from birds. Birds are the quintessential music makers. They were singing songs, they were chirping music, way before human beings were. Like the Medrash says, Why is it that the Mitzairah, the Tahara of the Matsuira comes when the Koyan brings two birds to him. That's what the Pasik says. After the after the has Saras when the Tsaras goes away, the Koyan comes back and does a whole ritual with birds. Why the Medrash says, why does the Matsiras tahara happen with birds? Why does the mitzvah taha, tahara happen with two live kosher birds? The, the, the medrash says, kalnaya. Bring that which has a voice, and let it be mechaper that which has a voice." It's a very cryptic message. So it says, "Rabbi the Mitzayra was afflicted with Tzara'as because of the voice that he used to speak Lashon Hara. Nimtza. Mishu who kosher nimsheches anagina min minashti ha-tsiparim chayistarim. Who is a kosher person? Meaning, who is the opposite of a Tzara'as? Somebody whose life is pulled from the Song of Tziparim. I'm going to stop here. It's kedai to read through the rest of the piece, on Tarry Gimel. But we're going to stop here. In other words, Rabbi says, and this 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 is what I what struck me. Rabbi says, there's a mitzayra. There's a person who's a mitzayra. The person who's a mitzayra is a person who speaks lashon hara. He uses a voice that means not just a voice about other people, and not just a voice to other people, but even a voice within himself. The voices, the energy that, it, that he experiences in life is all connected to Ra. Finding more negativity, finding more negativity, finding more negativity. There's such a kayak in the world. There's something very delicious about noticing negativity. There's something very feeling-based uh, about noticing negativity It's stimulating. And in many ways, it can be inspiring. But the Baal Lashon Hara means... That the person's life is observing negativity and not just observing it, because sometimes automatically that's what our minds do, but that the person is mamshech is after that. He's done life, lekav choyv. That's the bala shunhara. On the other side of that is the balmanagen. The balmanagen sees the world as musical notes, it's not just a poetic thing. And Binah now has it un, un, unfolded for us what this means. To see the world as musical notes means, of course, there are pauses within the musical notes. Of course, there are times when the musical notes dip down and go underneath into sad songs or negative songs. Of course, there, of course, we have that in life. Of course, we sit Echa in Shul and we sing words of Echa. But the question is, am I a balmanage or am I a Balashun Do I see the world as musical notes? Do I recognize that all of the notes together, even the ones that are, that are painful, all of it together create a beautiful symphony. Life is a beautiful symphony. My inner world is a beautiful symphony. Everything about my character, my defects, my positives, my strengths, my negativities, everything about my personality, everything that I do, of course, the whole thing is a mixture of good and bad but the question is do i experience it like it's a, like there's a symphony of music that's playing or do i experience it ex- thinking that no maybe taka i'm not a good person maybe taka life is filled with misery and the misery is is not just essential to life the misery speaks to some kind of essence about the negative the, the negativity of living the neshama, the soul is a place within us that it actually exists within us that pulls us continuously to express everything about ourselves to not be afraid to not shy away from, expressing everything about ourselves. The the neshama is a part in our lives that is purely or, it's purely beautiful. It's not just to experience it within me, it's an attitude towards life. The neshama is that part within me that doesn't see Hashem, doesn't hear Hashem, doesn't feel Hashem, but experiences godliness in everything. Less asr panimine, There's no place that is devoid of Hashem. The Neshama is the part that pulls me to Torah and Mitzvahs. The Neshama is the part that's able to discern all of the responsibilities that there are in Torah and Mitzvahs and to see them as opportunities and not to see them as drudgery. My bracha to all of us this is that we have the capacity to be bali menagen, to see the world, as Rabbi Nachman goes on to say that... The Zayar Qadr says that Navua, the place in Shemayim of Navua is the same place that birds sing from. Navua comes from singing. My brachan to all of us is, and my hope and my prayer for all of us is that Hashem gives us the capacity to see the world as musical notes, to be bali menagnim as opposed to be bali, being bali lashonhara. And Hashem should give us the capacity to be softer with ourselves, to be softer with each other, to be softer with Him. And Hashem should give us in return as we try that, as we try to live that way. Hashem should give us in return the clarity of, of our neshamas, the clarity of toiv and that time, and mashiach, will come when there won't just be clarity about toiv and ra, when the world will be returned to a state of MS and sheker, in which case our lives will be filled with MS, and MS will run the show, and the MS of who we are will be completely actualized. Then here I get the